Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. How tender is your heart? Do you feel the hurts of others as they experience pain and suffering in their lives? Do tears roll down your cheeks when you see someone standing next to, you, to their home as it goes up in flames or when tragedy cuts short a promising young life? Are you haunted by images of starving children and families ripped apart by wars, disease, or terrible acts of inhumanity and cruelty? Due to the profession that I'm in, I see a lot of pain and sadness. I see a lot of tears and heartbreaking anguish as family members say goodbye to loved ones that the medical profession cannot save. I'm often called to be with the family in the waiting room while the medical team attempts to save the life of their loved one. The doctors and nurses are busy. I wait with the family, awaiting that is clearly agony for them. Sometimes it's good news and I celebrate with them, but more often than not, the doctor comes in to tell them that their family member couldn't be revived. At that moment, time stops for that family, and for them, life will never be the same. I've shed tears with families as they experience the grief of loss. I dread the trauma one alerts that summon me to the emergency room. I've spent my share of time in our chapel or walking the corridors to process graphic scenes that are all but impossible to block out of my mind. But I continue to do this vital ministry because when things are at their worst, people in pain need to know that someone is there to care and walk with them through whatever horror is happening to them at that time. Let me come back to the first question that I asked you today. How tender is your heart? Of all the gifts that God can give us, the most important one, in my opinion, is empathy, another name for having a tender heart. I've watched RNs hold family members' hands and hug them while they cry, with tears flowing down their own eyes. I watched a young physician who had fought to save a life, kneel down on one knee to be eye-level with a new widow, holding both of her hands and with tears in his own eyes, deliver the sad news that he couldn't revive her husband. And in my humble opinion, these actions made that RN and that young doctor exceptional medical professionals. I've seen these actions repeated many times, and it fills me with awe and with great joy that God's love is still shining through in the actions of his children, even now, today, in this sad, old, sin-ravaged world. Whenever Jesus looked upon humanity, he saw their distress, their pain, their hopelessness, and their fear. For the most part, he ignored their faults and pettiness and concentrated on their desperate situation. Not being distracted by the behaviors allowed him to zero in on their overwhelming need. Listen to what he says in Matthew 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were distressed and scattered as sheep not having a shepherd. Then he turned to his disciples, as recorded by another gospel, John thirteen thirty-five, telling them, and also us, how we are to act towards our fellow brothers and sisters. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Whether you use the word love, compassion, kindness, 
tenderheartedness or empathy, it all boils down to the same meaning, loving on your fellow human beings. Our world is in distress. So too our country, our towns, and our homes. Fear, uncertainty, disease, suffering, and death are all around us. People are hurting. Some don't know where their next meal is coming from or if they'll be evicted from their homes. The pandemic hangs over all of us like a cloud of doom. Sickness and death are constant fears. But we can make a difference, every one of us. We can nurture the empathy, the love, the kindness, the tenderheartedness that God created within us to lighten the burdens of those all around us. Smile when someone cuts you off on the highway. Remember that Jesus died for them as well and recognize that you've probably done, probably done the same thing yourself and God still loves you. Stop and give a few dollars to the one on the street corner with a raggedy sign. Help out at a soup kitchen or a food pantry. Find ways to serve in your community and in your church. If you don't know what to do, ask for advice. See what's out there and who needs your tenderheartedness. Remember that God will help you as you consider how to be kind and loving to those in need. He'll show you a ministry that fits within your giftedness. He'll use you and your personality, and you'll be richly blessed, serving as the hands and feet of Jesus. Franklin E. Belden wrote a song around or about 1908 for the Adventist songbook, Christ in Song. It illustrates the empathy and kindness that God wants us to share with the world. It's titled, The Helping Word. Here are the three stanzas in the chorus. If any little word of mine may make a dark life brighter, if any little song of mine may make a sad heart lighter, God, help me speak the helping word and sweeten it with singing and drop it in some lonely veil to set the echoes ringing. If any little love of mine may make a hard life sweet, sweeter, if any little care of mine may make a friend's the fleeter, God, help me speak the helping word and sweeten it with singing and drop it in some lonely veil to set the echoes ringing. If any little lift of mine may ease a toiler bending, God, give me love and care and strength. We live for him by lending. God, help me speak the helping word and sweeten it with singing and drop it in some lonely veil to set the echoes ringing. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.